You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're watching on video or listening on the podcast. We're so glad that you're connected to us and you're part of Connect Community. I want to give a special thank you to those of you who give financially. You enable us to do what we do here in Stanford. And in these last 18 months, ministry hasn't been easy across the country. So for those of you, whether you're local here with us or you're from out of state, we have partners across the country. Thank you so much for giving. Thank you so much for sowing. Thank you so much for tithing and being faithful uh, with your finances. You are a part of this church and we're only able to do what we do because you're a part of it. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, better perspectives. The more you live, the more you realize this, that what you face is just as important as how you face it. And the same is true for vision. If we're going to have a positive vision for the future, if you're going to walk in it, just as important as what you see is how you see. See, your perspective is not your ability to see. Your perspective is not even what you see. Your perspective is how you see. And a better perspective doesn't mean that you're going to see something else. It doesn't mean to see something new. But it means to see the same thing in a new way. And that's powerful. So to start off this series, we want to talk about a fundamental quality for you to be able to attain and to maintain a better perspective. How can you see things differently? How can you have a better perspective on your career, your relationships, your marriage, maybe the season that you're going through right now? I believe that the first thing you need is what I like to call a teachable spirit. That means you're open to learning. That means you have an attitude that learns from challenges, from circumstances. So we're going to spend the next few minutes in this series, in this first part of this series, talking about what you need to become someone who is teachable. All right. First thing is this. You need to let go of stubbornness. I'm going right off the deep end. Let's read this passage in Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 29, verse 1. He who is often reproved, yet stiffens his neck, will suddenly be broken beyond healing. My dad taught me this passage when I was little. Um, I now understand why. <laughs> you can't get a better perspective when you're so set in your ways. That's why. That you're unwilling to change. This passage talks about being reproved. It talks about being corrected. And remaining unbending. That's someone who can't take criticism. Somebody who cannot be corrected. A person who is so set in their ways that nobody can say anything to them. Now there's nothing wrong with being confident. There's nothing wrong with engaging life with a sense of certainty. That's not what I'm I'm talking about. That's not what this is about. This is about receiving correction. One of the benefits of living in community opening your life to others, getting married, having a spouse, a family, friends, being part of a church, is that you get to allow other people to see your faults. You get to allow allow them to see your imperfections, and then you give them room to speak into your life. Now, I say this with love and kindness, okay? But some of you, you've developed a stubbornness because it's the only way you could get your way. But now it's a problem. 
because it's keeping you from being teachable, which means it's keeping you from growing. You're not growing as much. You're not developing as much. You're being held back. Let me encourage you with this. Letting go of your stubbornness is not letting go of who you are. You are still you. You still decide. You still hold the cards. So letting go of your stubbornness simply means that you're choosing to become teachable. Watch this passage. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. See, the world wants to cement things in your mind. It wants to allow you to uh, become rigid and hard-hearted. But the way of Christ is a way of constant testing, like the passage says, of discernment, of becoming teachable. Second thing that you need to become teachable is this. You need margin to grow. And some of you, you can't learn because you have no room to grow. You're like a potted tree. Your roots are all crowded and you can't go any deeper. So you got to make room in three areas of your life. The first area that you, gotta, you need margin to grow is this. You need margin in your time. You need time to process loss, pain, setback. You need time to process victory, uh, look, a strategy for looking forward. If you're going to be using your whole time to just maintain what, where you are, you're not going to grow. Second area that you need margin to grow, I'm going to go through these fast, is relationships. You need to know that you got to surround yourself with people who are wiser than you, better than you, people who are moving forward. If everybody around you is just keeping the status quo and they're fine with you being where you are and they are threatened and bothered by the idea that you might grow, you need some new people. You need people who will give you margin to grow and encourage your development. The third area you need margin to grow is your finances. This doesn't mean that you need more money, but it means that in certain situations, you're going to have to forego the money that's currently going to comfort, to support your comfort, to finance your comfort. And you're going to redirect that money to finance your purpose because margin matters. And if you build margin in time, relationships, and finances, you will see the difference. All right, number three. This is another hard one. Learn to love learning and knowledge more than being right. Woo. This is what the scripture says. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is, I'll let you read that. He says stupid. <laughs> if, all you, if all you want is to be right, you don't need to learn to grow. You, all you need is to learn the argument. It's to win the argument. There's many ways of winning an argument. But the problem with that is that you get stuck in a rut and you don't grow. See, this is a matter of value. And I believe that God's desire for you is for you to grow. The next year, you're not going to be in the same place as, as you are right now. But you're going to be better in multiple areas of your life. So growing is important. And learning to grow is important. And lastly, I want to share this idea with you. That teachability, this is a bonus point, okay? Teachability requires humility. This is what scripture says. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. How can you grow? How can you get to a better place spiritually? How can you approach life in a new way? Well, approach it with humility. What's your reaction when you face disappointment and setback? Do you complain? Is your reaction to respond negative, uh, with negativity? 
I want to encourage you to ask this question. What can I learn from this situation? See, maybe you're in a situation where your boss is not treating you fairly or there's something at home that's happening. If that happens again, what are you going to do? Are you going to complain? Say, this is not fair. I'm better than this. I deserve more. I'm, I'm, I'm above all this. Or are you going to grow? Are you going to ask the question, what can I learn from this, this, this situation? See, there's a promise to those who live life humbly. There's a promise to those who choose to learn. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 12, uh, 23, 12. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And I like to visualize that passage. I like to imagine myself humbling uh, under God, humbling under instruction, humbling under situations in my life, humbling myself under things that may come against me. And I like to visualize God exalting. Every time I humble myself, God puts me above the situation. Every time I humble myself, God puts me above that challenge. Every time I humble myself, God lifts me up and raises me on top of that situation. And when I am above, like a plane that flies over a storm or an eagle that goes to the top of a mountain, I have a new perspective. See, the situation didn't change. But because there was humility in my heart, I was able to learn from that situation and go to a higher ground. There's a promise to those who approach situations with humility. And for you to be teachable, you have to be humble. So let me encourage you with these four points, three plus one, okay? God is for you. God is with you. And I hope that this few minutes uh, with this teaching uh, helped you realize that you, you were called for better. And better, a better life starts with a better perspective. I don't know what you're facing right now. Maybe things are tough at home. Maybe it's a financial pit that you're in. Maybe you need a new job. Maybe there's something in your body that's ailing you and, and it's impeding you from living a full life. Is there a way for you to learn from that situation? Is there a way for you to create margin? Margin in your time, margin in your finances, margin, uh, margin in um, your schedule and your relationships? Is there a way for you to look at the situation and look at your attitude and say, man, I've been stubborn. I, I've been trying to do the same thing again and again and again. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try to learn from this situation. I'm going to let go of my own ways and receive a better perspective for this situation. See, sometimes all you need is a better perspective. You don't need a new marriage. You need a better perspective on that marriage. You don't need a new job. You need a better perspective on that job. You don't need new friends. You just need a better perspective. Sometimes you need to let go. But I encourage you to open your heart to a better perspective. And then with the bonus point, being humble, allowing God to exalt you. You don't have to exalt yourself. If, if you humble yourself in every situation, 
and you'll learn from it with confidence, knowing that you are a child of God, knowing that you have a place in this earth, knowing that you are somebody that God is for, and that, and that you have a, you're a person of destiny, a person of purpose, you will realize that God will begin to exalt you. And as you do, you will gain a better perspective. I hope you can maintain a teachable spirit in this season. Gosh, we've gone through so much. I bet that if I asked you, each and every one of you, what have you learned in the past 18 months? You would have many, many lessons. Can you maintain a teachable spirit even when things get hard? Can you maintain a teachable spirit even when things get difficult? If you do, I believe God is going to take you to a better place, better perspective, seeing your life better so that you can be, make better decisions and rise. I believe and declare that next month, next six months, and next year, you will not be in the same place, but you will be in a better place place. We're so glad that you're with us. Thank you for watching again and for listening. Maybe you are watching and you're new to faith. Maybe this is your first time with us. I want to give you an opportunity to connect to God. If you've never prayed a prayer of salvation, can you pray after me these simple words? Say, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I give you my past, my present, and my future. And I let go of my ways so that I can receive your way in my life. Lead me and guide me every single day. Amen. Listen, if you pray that simple prayer, we believe something new began. I'd like to encourage everybody with three things. First is allow today to be a day of new beginnings in your thought life, in your heart. Allow, allow it to be a new day uh, of clarity, a new day of walking with God. So that means that tomorrow, when, when the day begins, you connect to God and you say, God, give me your thoughts. Give me your ideas. Give me a, a new uh, perspective in my life today. Second thing is this. Be, come back as often as you can to your in-person services. I know we're in a difficult uh, time right now, but we're, we're gathering every other week at Stanford High during the summer. We want to see you. If you're able to, to come, come next Sunday. Be with us. And the third thing is this. Read your Bible every single day. Um, start with the book of John if you haven't read it and allow those words to be seed in your heart. Those words will become alive in you and give you the hope and the strength that you need to carry on. We're so glad you're with us. Remember, right now, uh, 1230 today and on Sunday, August 1st, we're getting together at Scalzi Park for a picnic. If you're available, come on by, bring a dish to share and a lawn chair and we'll be together. Until then, we'll see you next Sunday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He shine His face upon you and be good to you. See you next Sunday, everybody. God bless.